Good morning, Orchardville Church. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. If you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to 2 Chronicles 2015. 2 Chronicles 2015. We're going to be there just for a moment, and then we'll be moving on. Uh, We're going to look at that just for a little bit today, and then in the weeks ahead, we're going to be looking at more. We're going to start a series today uh, concerning prayer. And I, I really think this is a time-ordained series uh, from God. The Lord had been really stirring this in my heart for several weeks now. And there's so many things concerning prayer in the Scriptures uh, that we need to be, have clarification on, and we need to have straight in our minds and in our hearts. And uh, last night, actually, uh, we were sitting on our back patio eating supper, and we had, uh, and David Jeremiah was on the was on the radio, and he said something to the effect of that God, that we're in a time where God is calling the church to pray like never before. And I looked at Chris, and I said, that's, that's crazy. I said, because I'm starting a series on prayer tomorrow, and I, had never, I hadn't told her that. And she says, really? Yeah, really. But, you know, that's, that shouldn't be surprising, you know, because where's David Jeremiah? Where's he out of? I don't know if he's out of California or where it is, but the same God over California, the same God over Orchardville. Same God. So praise the Lord for that. What I want to talk to you today about is the battle is the Lord's. And almost every song that we sang today spoke to that effect that it is his battle, it is his strength. It is his mercy and his grace that we need. So let's look at that scripture. We got that scripture? We do. It said, and he said, listen, all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Glory to God. Now, this is just not just a good story from the Bible. These are truths and principles that we can build our lives around. You see, God wants to go to battle for us. He wants to go to battle for his children, right? Let me ask you this. Is there a mama here? I'll say that again. Is there a mama here that would not go to battle for their child? (laughs) No. I've seen some mamas in action before. <laughs> what about some of you school teachers? Have you seen, seen any mamas in actions before? <laughs> so just like moms and dads, dads will go to battle for their children. Well, see, God, our Heavenly Father, He wants to go to battle for us. He wants to be there. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to raise us up. He wants to fight for us. But it, it encompasses, it has so much to do with our prayers. You know, here at Orchardville Church for, for many years now, the vision, vision statement of Orchardville Church has been reach, teach, and serve. And the great thing about this prayer, when we, when we talk about prayer, it can encompass all of those. You know, we can pray for the ones that aren't here yet. We can pray for the ones that we're teaching, you know, and, and even serve. We can pray for the servants and, and lift them up in prayer. So when we talk about prayer, it encompasses every bit of Orchardville Church vision statement. 
It is so important for us to pray on a regular basis. And I, and I, I, I have so many things I want to share with you this morning, and a lot of it will be in the weeks ahead. So I encourage you, if you can, try to, try to stay coming these next few weeks. Uh, I really feel like the Lord is really showing us uh, some important things. But concerning prayer, Romans 10, 13, God tells us if we need salvation, if we need forgiveness of our sins, God tells us to pray, right? That's what he tells us. James 5, 14, God tells us if you are sick in your body, if, if you need a touch, if you need a healing, it says to call the elders of the church and pray. God tells us to do that. Second Chronicles, before we got to where we were, Second Chronicles 7, 14, it says that God, if we will humble ourselves, if God's people will humble themselves and call out to him, that he will heal our land. What's he doing? He is telling his people to pray. That's what God wants from us. And I can go on and on of different situations where the word of God tells us to pray. Now, let me tell you why that's so important. It's so clear that God wants to communicate with his children. That's what it's all about. God wants to have a relationship with you. You know, I, I have a great relationship with my parents. And I talk to them on a regular basis. You know, I'll tell you, me and my wife, we've talked, we talked several, not so much anymore, but several years ago, we thought, man, we'd move out of Illinois and we'd just move to Florida or, or somewhere like that if it wasn't for our family. If it wasn't for our relationships, we would move. Right. <laughs> Yun's too, huh? Well, now I can say, if it wasn't for our family in Orchardville Church, I would move. But see, it's about that relationship that God has given us in the family structure, and that is exactly the relationship that God wants to have with his children. You know, God don't want us to, to, to just say hi to him once a, once a week or as we're, see you guys, I've got to, I got to run, I'll see, I'll talk, I might talk to you tomorrow. See, that's not what God's about at all. He wants us to communicate with him. Any good relationship is based on communication. Any good relationship. It doesn't matter if you're on a church staff or if you're in a marriage or even with your children. Any meaningful relationship is based on communication. Wonder what about a relationship with God? I wonder what about that? Well, sure it is. Sure it is. See, the, and the way we do this is through prayer. We communicate with God through prayer, opening our hearts up to him and sharing our problems and our successes. You know, I'll tell you one of the most powerful prayers, and we probably won't get to it today, but it's in 2 Chronicles there and other places throughout the Bible. One of the most powerful prayers is, is when we just stand up and just say, Lord, I just praise you and I thank you. You know, when you were singing a while ago and you was giving him glory and giving him honor, that those are prayers of praise and worship. He loves that. That's communicating. That's communicating with God. That's, that's telling God, I know who you are. 
I know, I, I've spent time with you, I, I've read in your word, I know you're in my heart, I know who you are. And because I know who you are, I'm singing all these powerful songs at, to you. Man. Well, as I heard a guy say one time, I'm preaching better than you're letting on. <laughs> but you know what? It takes faith to pray. Just like it took faith to come to God. It takes faith. And basically, when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, from that moment on, it took faith to do that. But from that moment on, if you follow God, it takes faith. No matter how small the step have any of you ever noticed that sometimes the smallest step is the hardest to take? That smallest step. That smallest, just stepping out in the aisle. That's the, that's, sometimes that's the hardest one. But if we can just get out of the aisle, it's like the rest of it's, rest of it's easy. If we can just get that first word out to share with somebody or to invite someone. If we can just get the first word out. I've heard this numerous times. People have shared this with me that, that they just said a couple of words and then after that it's just like the Holy Spirit took over and the conversation just went just the way God wanted it to go. But it takes faith to get that out. There's, a, there's an old quote and I certainly think it's true and, it's, and it goes... It seems like God can only do on earth what man can believe him for. And I think that's true. I certainly know it's true with our salvation. All through the scriptures, several different scriptures, God says, it's God's will for none to perish, but all come to the repentance. But you know what? God could not accomplish that until you had faith to believe that as much as he wanted to. Joyce Richards, is that you over there? Bless your heart. It's so good to see you. You too, Don. We're glad you came too, Don. I guess. But see, as much as God wants all of us saved, all of mankind, God wants all of mankind saved, as much as he wants that, it will not happen until we put forth faith. Now, you know what? It's the same way with prayer. God might have all of these things he wants to manifest in your life and in those lives around you, whether it's your children or grandchildren, whatever the case may be. He might have all of these things. He does have. Oh, let me restate that. He has all of these things he wants to bless your families with. But it will only come about through prayer. You see, prayer is a two-way. Now, this is the biggest misconception, or one of them. There's lots of, and, and, and I'll preach a sermon on that, what hinders our prayers. But one of the big misconceptions is, is prayer. Okay, th th this is a lot of times, this is what we think. Okay, God, I need you to watch over my kids, you know, protect my job, you know, uh, rebuke the devourer, you know, uh, bless me, bless those around me. Catch you tomorrow. And sometimes if we don't hear or if we have a request or something, and if we don't hear from him, 
from God right then. If we don't get an answer right then, we completely forget about it. But let me tell you, if that's the way you pray, you need to change that. And that's why I'm telling you this. Because uh, probably almost every time in prayer, I'd say 95% of the time when I'm praying, my answer does not come when I'm done praying. My answer might come the next day, a week later, a month later. I've even had it, I've even had it manifest a year later. Sometimes it takes us a while to get to where God can speak the answer to us. It's true. You see, sometimes we, we uh, I think the, the Holy Spirit puts things inside of us and we bring them to the Lord in prayer. And, uh, and, and God's working on it, working on it, and he's trying to lead us somewhere. But we're not where we can handle the answer yet. So then a month later, two months later, six months later, a year later, we finally grow and we finally mature and get to where God wants us. And then God said, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you now. It's true. It's true. But it takes faith to bend your knee. It takes faith to take time out of your busy schedule and pray. You know what also it takes? A disciplined mind. Oh my goodness. You know, I, I, can, I can not have a thing on my mind at all. I can have a clear conscience and get down and pray and all of a sudden I think of 10 things I need to do. <laughs> Am I the only one? No. Hmm. The same is true with our finances. The, the scripture, well, I, I, I shared the scripture this morning. It says that, that, the, that God will rebuke the devourer. But you know what it takes to, for that devourer to be rebuked? It takes faith. Because what implements that promise is when we bring our tithe to the storehouse. And it takes faith to do that. Faith moves the hand of God. And that's what it takes for prayer also. You see, it's really, if we don't believe that our prayers will change things, we won't pray. If we don't understand that God wants the absolute best for us, we won't pray. Mm. The truth is that God wants for his children, me and you, he wants us to bring our needs to him. He wants to bring our concerns to him, our desires, and even our dreams. He wants us to bring them to him. Why? So that he can help us with them. So that he can, he can lead us and guide us and, and strengthen us and, and raise us up. God wants us to do these things. Hebrews 4.16, it tells us to boldly come to the throne of grace. With boldness. We don't have to sneak in the back door or whimper in because of his holiness, not if we've been cleansed in the blood of Jesus Christ. He tells us to boldly come to his throne. You know, in the, in the days of old, you didn't dare enter a king's presence or, or, or ask to speak to a king or you, you didn't dare do that. You had to wait until the king summons you. And only then could you talk to the king. 
It was a very dangerous thing approaching the king. You never turned your back on the king. You entered in facing him and you retreated facing him. But, you know, but see, God's not like that. You know what God says? Come on in. Door's open. He said, boldly come in. You know how, you know, <laughs> I relate to my family a lot. I hope that's okay. You know how I enter, I haven't lived at my mom and dad's house for 35 years. I haven't lived there for 35 years. You know how I, how I enter that place? <laughs> I fling the door open. I turn all the lights on. I, it's like, here I am. I'm back. <laughs> that's the way you go back home? Boldness. Boldness. Now, see, that will only come if you have a good relationship. That will only come if you've kept that door of communication open. Thank goodness we serve a loving God and not a mean king as a ruler. Romans 8, 15, it says we can come in and call him Abba Father. And we can enter his presence with that boldness. Now, here's, here, here's one of the problems concerning prayer. And this, this is, and not everybody is in this, but the major, majority of the church, a big part of the church, does not have an Abba Father relationship with God Almighty. And because we don't have an Abba-Father relationship, a close relationship with God, we're very reluctant to go to him in prayer. So then what happens is, the only time we pray is whenever something bad happens. Or we're really, we really feel pressed. You know, we got to pray. We have no other solutions. We've got to pray. So when really, when things bad happen, then we pray and God wants us to pray before that bad things happen. And if we're not careful, now listen to this real close. If we're not careful, the devil will end up having more to say about our prayer life than we do. Because we wait until bad things happen and then we pray. But see, that's not what God wants us to pray before. I just wonder, when I get to heaven, I'm going to find out. How many things in our families and around us, how many things could have been avoided if we would have prayed the way the Scriptures tells us to? I don't know. I don't know what that answer is. But I'd sure like to know. Now, these prayers are good. The thing about these prayers, they don't just affect our life, but they affect those around us. And when we pray, we need to remember the, the leaders and the teachers and we need to remember, see, that, and this is another thing that prayer does for us. When we take the time and the energy to bow our knee and go to the throne of God, what we're doing, we are remembering that we're not in charge. We're remembering that we are not the number one. We're remembering that the weight of the world does not rest upon our shoulders. We're remembering that we have a teacher inside of us. We're remembering that we have someone inside of us that will lead us and guide us. And we don't have to have all the answers. 
Because he does. When we pray, that's, what, that's the mentality we take on and, and we realize that, that he has the answers and I don't have to have all the answers. Mm. When we pray, those things happen. I'm glad Benny and Donna's here this morning. I didn't know if they would be or not, but when I was in rehab in 1988, uh, Donna Greenwalt sent me a copy of the Footprints in the Sand. And at that time in my life, I knew nothing about God except He existed. And that's all I knew. But I definitely knew that He existed because the one time I went to church camp, God spoke to me, and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt. I didn't receive Him as my Lord and Savior, which I should have. But I didn't, but he made it clear to me that he was real. And when I read what she sent me was a copy of Footprints in the Sand, I knew that all of them years that I was running from God, that I really wasn't running from him, he was just carrying me. And you know why? Because somebody was praying for me. That's why. And if you're here today, it's safe to say someone's been praying for you. It's the importance of prayer. I'm going to read this to you. Footprints in the sand. It says, one night I was dreamed. I was walking along the beach with the Lord. And many scenes from my life flashed across the sky. In each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there was two sets of footprints. Other times, there was only one. This bothered me because I noticed that during the lowest periods of my life, when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, or defeat, I could see only one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, You promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I have noticed during the most trying periods of my life, there's only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I needed you most, have you not been there for me? The Lord replied, the times when you have seen only one set of footprints, my child, is when I carried you. And I think that's true. I think that's a scriptural poem as as you can find. And probably for someone here today, you need to know that. You need to know that you are not in control. You need to know that God has a greater will, and his greater will is for good for you. I mentioned John 10.10 earlier. It says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, which is a classic scripture. The latter part of John 10.10 says Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it to the fullest. Amen. Amen. Back to 2 Chronicles 20. Let me set this up for you. Put that scripture back up on the screen just for a moment. And we're going to look, look at that last part. It says, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Now, let me set this up for you just for a moment. 
uh, Jehoshaphat was king over the children of Israel. And God had led them in and they had conquered the land and they had settled in their land and everything was good. And Jehoshaphat had made changes in the landscape and, and he made God a very center part of, the, of his kingdom. He moved out old places of worship and he brought God to the middle of it. Even into the judicial system, the scripture says, wow, the judicial system influenced by God? Whoa, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be a novel idea? So everything was peachy. Jehoshaphat was following God. He was bringing God into all the, and all, everything that he ruled was influenced by, by God and, and his commandments. But there came a day where there was three different armies came against Jehoshaphat. Three different ones. And Jehoshaphat, the scripture says, he was scared. He was frightened. Possibly even some like some of us. We have things come up in our lives that are frightening and they, they scare us. And we don't know how they're going to turn out and we don't know what to do. But Jehoshaphat knew what to do. He went to God and he called all of his kingdom together and they prayed and they fasted and they sought God. But see, this wasn't the first time. You see, Jehoshaphat, he had a relationship with God. And because he had that relationship with God, he come to the throne of God with boldness. And he asked for protection. He asked to watch over his kingdom. Long story short, we'll look at more of the details in the weeks ahead. Long story short, there's three armies come after him. Two, one, of, one of the armies conquered the other two armies. And then the final army that was remaining, they turned on themselves. And Jehoshaphat's army, not one was lost. And that's when we come to this scripture. Right before that, this is what God told, this is what God told Jehoshaphat right before they went out to battle. He says, God says, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude. If you've got a great multitude attacking you today, do not fear or be dismayed. Because when we take it to God in prayer, when we seek him and open up our lives and our family and our home to God, this is what happens. For the battle is not yours. You can't carry that stuff. I'll tell you, we live in a world today that things are so heavy, you can't carry them. You will be crushed if you try to carry them. So God wants us to bring our problems to him. He wants us to bring our issues to him. One, 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 last, one last thought, and then I'll close. See, here's what happens. In this world that we live in, that you know, there's so much junk. We all know the junk that's in the world. We all know that, right? But see, here's the problem. If we don't take those to the throne of God and lay them before the throne of God and ask God to help us, you know what happens? 
oh, we're carrying out ourselves. And then you go to work and somebody chews you out and oh, 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 oh that, that about got me. And then, then your wife, maybe she calls. I mean, mine would never do that. You just know what I'm saying. If we don't take, if we don't take our situations to God in prayer, it weighs us down. It weighs us down. And we get lower and lower and farther and farther from his power, from his strength, from the victory. See, God has called us to walk in victory. And we can never do that if we carry our load by ourselves. God didn't intend you to carry your own load. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad you don't have to carry that around all the time? Aren't you glad you can take it to the throne of grace and say, Lord, I don't know what to do with this. So I'm going to leave it in your hands. And if you'll lead me and guide me, I'll do everything I can on my end. Man, you know what that does? That opens the door so wide that God can work and those people around you and your families around you. God can work in a situation like that. And then you know what you do? Then you go like this. Yes, Lord. Was that you, Lord? And then you keep your ear open to him for him to give you the answer to that situation. Amen. Stand with me, please. As we go to the Lord in prayer. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Heavenly Father, I do worship you today. I praise you. I thank you for your, your goodness and your mercy. I thank you for your love. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that's here with us. Father, I lift each and every person here today. Lift them up to you, Father. May these words sink into their hearts and sink into their minds, Father. And, and, and tonight, when they have a quiet time, that they may talk to you. Not that it has to be for 30 minutes or even 15 minutes, but they'll do it on a regular basis. They'll come to you and they'll, they'll share their joys and they'll share their sorrows. They'll ask for help and then they will listen for your response. They will listen and look to you for every answer of their situations. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If, if you have a need this morning, I'll tell you what, even if you don't have a need, if, if you want to touch from God, if, if you want to be strengthened, if you want more of the Holy Spirit, if you want more of God's power to walk, if you want more of God's power to obey Him, if you need strength, God wants us to come to Him. If you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I mentioned earlier that the scripture says, Peter says, he says that it's God's will for none to perish. You know how many none is? Zero. Even you. Even you. So if you've never received Christ your Lord and Savior, please come forward. Please come forward. If you have a need, Please come forward. If you have a situation coming up, please come forward. I'll tell you, I'll tell you another good one. I'll tell you. Come, come right up here, buddy. Come right up here. You're, you're, you're fine right here. I'll tell you another good one. If God has done a work in your life, 
you should come up here and thank him for that. You should come up here and praise him, praise him for that. You know, I call my parents when I have maybe some bad situations. But you know what? I also call them when I have something, a good situation too. <laughs> God wants to rejoice with us. Glory to God. Please come. Please come. Come on up here. Come up. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.